0: yes people we are coming in juicy on a monday that is right people Chincheck is starting the week off like this mad flavor in the house (laughs) it has been a good day people it's been a well i mean it's had good moments of the day let's not get crazy But, as we do, we are going to be looking back at the weekend's action. We've got our NFL predictions. So, people, let's get juicy. Woo! Yo, so week 13 had some... Man, there were some games, right? There was I mean obviously there was some games, but what I'm saying there was some crazy games. Some really fucking crazy games. Oh man. I think um you know, Saints and Falcons. Right? I think that one Saints got the early um the early scores. Ain't that was it? Like if Fal like how many times did Falcons go all the way down and nothing or a field goal? Yeah, like if they could have actually you know got scores, they would have won that game. Right? You know what I mean? Because yeah man, they like they kept it close. They were always in it. Always in it. And then, ah, uh, right at the end, you know, they, they they just mess up the play, and it's, ugh, it's done, But hey, that's what happens, man, when you don't convert. Oh dear, oh dear. And um, who, de bloody Troy? What? Oh my gosh. How crazy was that right How fucking crazy Was that Such a fun game Oh man just back and forth And then At the wire At the wire Man They get it done Woo Oh my days That was some fun Ass shit (laughs) <laughs> oh man Okay, we're next I mean, Indianapolis Houston <sighs> That game That was Just Oh dear I think, really The Colts stayed consistent That was it <laughs> You know what I mean? The Texans could have won If not for all the God Stakes, right? It, it was crazy how they just wanted to throw that fucking game away Ugh. But, I have to say, Deshaun Watson, some insane footwork to avoid getting sacked ah! Man, there was so many times in that game and it was just like, oh well, he's getting set, wait, how the hell did he get away with that? God damn it. Oh, whoa. Oh man. Um yo, those dolphins, right? Those fucking dolphins. I mean, really this it wasn't like it was a bit of a messy game, like both of those teams, oh, both of those teams were just, man, just making crazy mistakes. But, yeah, you yeah, know I mean? Dolphins were just able to tread water the longest. Man, just hold it together. Because oof, neither really shined. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, right? Neither really fucking shined in that one. Oh, man. Okay. So, I don't know. Browns fucking Titans. When you go down at 17 points, yeah, you're going to lose a fucking game. Now, for the most part, right? Some We've seen some people be able to turn it around, but <sighs> come on. Like, you do not. Want to give up that many fucking points? Oh man! Just oh, <laughs> um, but right, fucking Mayfield. Oh man, his arm was just on fire. That precision of those throws. Oh, it it was pretty. It was pretty to watch But the crazy thing Tennessee, they had some good plays Right? They had some really good bloody plays But yeah, they just Man, they weren't too far behind To really be able to win that game You know what I mean? It it, it was just Yeah Oh man I tell you one game that was Just insane Minnesota What? (laughs) Oh my gosh Yo Kurt does it again Man I have to say Like it didn't look like They were winning that game Didn't look like they were winning that game Right? There was some mistakes early and uh yeah, Jacksonville just looked like they had it. Looked like they had it. But no. <laughs> say, uh, they just man. They were able to take it. And the crazy thing is, they missed that last field goal. They missed that field goal. And you just think, uh, well, yes, yeah, Jacksonville's now. And then they Freaking missed it. My man hooked his shot. Oh man. That you're on the edge of your seat at the end of that one. Oh, that was straight fire. That really was. I enjoyed the shit out of that game. Yeah man. That oh that was so much fun. Woo And um oh man. I don't even know, right? I don't even know, what, what were the Rams, man, that was a scrappy game, right, that was a real scrappy game, like, just so many mistakes and blunders, but yeah, you know, Arizona just, yeah, they just couldn't, Capitalise Couldn't capitalise And um yeah LA were able to do their thing In the end But that was some crazy ass shit (laughs) It really was Man And um Giant Seahawks Oh That was just Odd That was such an odd fucking game. Like, I don't know, neither really seemed like they were on it. You know what I mean? It it just seemed kind of messy. Man, but, all right, trying to get the win. Okay. (sighs) I don't even know what fucking Seattle would think. That was just some weird ass shit. Man, and um, yeah, Green Bay, Philadelphia. Whew. Jeez, right? That was having some back and forth shit, right? <laughs> oh, bad. It, it was just Whew. so close. So damn close Another just Fun game to watch Man that was a fun game to watch I have to say though Right I kind of feel sorry for the Jets I I really do I feel like There was a point And I'm just like <laughs> I just don't want the Jets to win a game this season uh, but nah, I feel bad. I feel bad for them. Because ugh, you know, the the Raiders were just penalty ridden all game. Right, they were just throwing it away. Right? You just thought nah they are just they're done. Like you can't win like this. And then at the close, at the goddamn close with touchdown. Oh, boy. Man, I, I just feel like those Jets, they just thought, yes, we've won a game. We finally won a motherfucking game. And then it's just snatched away from them right at the end. Oh, so brutal. So goddamn brutal. And, um, actually, if we're talking about brutal, Jesus fucking Christ, what was going on with the Chargers? That must have been their worst fucking performance. Like, what the hell? What the hell was that? Like, a lot of the times, right, I, I, you know, you look at the, their games, and you go, oh, man, they were so unlucky. That was so close. That this, they couldn't tackle to save their fucking lives. That was some pitiful shit. That was straight up. Like, you. there's sometimes you watch a game, and you just think, Motherfuckers should lose their license for that shit. Right? Ugh. That was some shameful ass shit. God damn it. Oh, man. But, yeah. New England seemed to be, uh, yeah, re-emerging. Getting their shit back together. You know what I mean? But, um... Yo... Second week in a row where uh you know Kansas City were taken to the wire, right? You think, oh shit, oh Denver are trying to do it. Has Denver done it? But no. Come on, man. It's Kansas City in my own, right? <laughs> you're right at the end They get the win Oh shit But I don't know Again though You're watching and you're thinking They ain't gonna lose this They ain't gonna lose this Right And at the end they don't ho ho, ho. Man Yeah Some fun shit as I said, people, some fun shit. And so we just got three games to go. You know, Washington Steelers. Um, We've got the 49ers Bills. And then the Ravens Cowboys. So, um, yeah, let's see how those go, right? Hmm. I mean, look, I'm saying right, Steelers, I forget, I think I said 49ers, right, and the Ravens, that's how I figure it's going to go, but uh, let us see. So, a lot of the times, I forget it's on, or I just completely mistimed everything. But today I was able to watch LFA 96. Right? Um, and it's the last LFA of the year. And I gotta say, it was a lot of fun. It was so yeah, some great fights. And um Pat Miletic Yo, that was a fire suit <laughs> You know what I mean? That was a good ass suit So There was um, seven fights on the card um, The first fight was Ryan uh, Linegar against Joseph Holmes Or um, I think he calls himself Dirty Joe It's a middleweight clash And uh you know, Linegar started off well, you know, he was doing um, some leg kicks, you know, he was pushing the action, like Joe was, um, you know, Holmes was throwing out his his jab, and um, there was a point when Linegar came forward and Holmes caught him with a right, caught him with a big right, and you could see it, like, stopped Linegar in his tracks, and he backed up a bit, And then Linegar just man whew you I mean he smelt blood in the water and he went for it. Right, went in, just unloaded, put Linegar down, and that was it. He just closed the show so fast. And um, it was kind of crazy. Because then he's shouting, you should have had me on TV. You should have had me on TV. Fuck. Fuck. Damn it. (laughs) And then when it came to the interview, I was like, oh, you were on TV. He's like, oh. Oh awesome And you just saw his face light up (laughs) Supposedly someone in the back Had told him that his fight Wasn't going to be live And the next fight was And it was kind of (laughs) hilarious But yo Just nasty power Nasty power So then we went to a uh, A lightweight clash Between uh, Slava Oh, gosh. Slava Bushkev, I believe. And William Starks. And this fight. Oh, my God. (laughs) This fight was insane. They were just throwing. Right? Just heavy kicks. Heavy shots. It was brutal. I have to say, like, um, Borskowicz, he, you know, I think he had his timing down, he had the first round, but then we saw Starks, like, come back into it, you know, he he, he got a takedown, um, I believe in the third, you know, and, yeah, you, you could see, man, you could see Starks alter his game, right, and... Yeah, they were just in the pocket throwing I have just say, in that third round Mulsiewicz was probably winning And then when Starks got the takedown And ended with some ground and pound He kind of, yo, he took it It was very close And both guys Both guys did just Man, they put it on they really did like you you watching this fight it wouldn't be a surprise to see both you know hit the um contender ultimate fighter or just you know after some more fights get into the UFC just straight you know cuz they both showed tremendous talent it it was a great uh, a great clash uh, so, we then had a um, a women's flyweight fight. Unfortunately, um, yeah, it ended up being a catchweight, right? Yeah, Mitzi Mary came in at 28 and a half. So, yeah, you know, a bit of a shame. Um, And we've seen Mary before, you know, she fought In Invicta 32 Against Chelsea Chandler And then she was Part of um, Phoenix series Well, she was one of the um, Non, I believe it was One of the non um, You know Series fights So Against Morgan Hickman Uh, So she had fought Already this year which, you know, is always a good thing, uh, so she went up against Lisa Maldin, who, um, yeah, had fought a really good fight against Sam Hughes um at the beginning of the year, right? So, uh, yeah, this fight, it, it was, <sighs> I mean... It was a scrap. <laughs> this was a scrap. There was a lot of I mean it was mainly clinch work, really. Um and you know, people fighting to try and get a takedown. There was a lot of knees, a lot of knees to the midsection. Yeah, it was just it's kind of crazy. It was fun though. You know what I mean? It was definitely fun. But um, yeah, it it wasn't the most technical of situations, but um, Morden was able just to um, impose a will. You know, I I think like in the clinch, he was landing the cleaner knees, the uppercuts, like some elbows. Really, just you know. Getting merry with that dirty boxing, just making her feel uncomfortable, never letting her settle, just hunting for that takedown all the time. I think mean, she got it a couple of times, but it wasn't so much getting it, it was just, you know, that pressure. And yeah, Molden was applying plenty of pressure. So we then go to the welterweight division, and we had Matthew um, Calhoun against Mark Martin, and uh, you know Calhoun was the you know more experienced of the two, who, but Martin, yo. Man, that wrestling background was just on point. He was all over Calhoun. Just smothering him. You know, that top pressure. Like, Calhoun did have, um, you know, a decent defense on the ground. You know, but he just, oh man, just kept on getting taken down. You know, Martin was just in. Im- Posing himself, you know, um, it went a decision, but yeah, Martin clearly won it. Though I have to say, Calhoun, you know, I mean, he he definitely was like he was never just giving up. You know, he landed some good shots. You know, but it just couldn't stop that grind. Couldn't stop the takedown. You know. Um. So yeah, it was a, a clear win for uh, Martin. So then the next fight, oh my days, the feature fight. Right, we had um, oh Reggie Valdo Cavalli against Mo Miller. It was um a bantamweight clash, and oh shit. This fight was crazy. It was insane. Miller was just a suplex machine. He took Calvillo down just relentlessly. And I have to say, Calvillo did a good job of getting back up. But Miller just took him down nonstop. And the thing was, Miller is a nasty motherfucker, right? He was trapping the arm and then slamming Calvillo down on the side with the trapped arm. So he couldn't kind of try and cushion his head. So he was smashing down head first or shoulder then head it was a brutal, and there was a few times in the beginning where you were just like, "What?" You know what I mean it was like, "How the fuck is he not out?" The, the takedowns were just nasty, straight up nasty, and then um, in the second round. Like, Miller did it again, and the crazy thing was, it wasn't from, like, some of the earlier ones looked worse, right? Some of the earlier ones looked wor- they had higher trajectories, and you just thought, oh, fuck, but the 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 slam that eventually knocked Calvillo out, oh. Yeah, it, it wasn't from the same crazy height, but he came down and, man, I think he hit his hit his shoulder first, then he just smashed his head and he went out. I want to say, I feel it was kind of clear that he was out, right? It is clear he was either out or injured, either way, like right? Straight away, you were just like, oh, this is over. And the ref did take a, a moment before he got in. Now, listen, I'm not saying it was a, you know, a slow stoppage or anything. But, man, yeah, Calvillo took, took a I think, three shots before it got shut down. Oh, man, so fucking brutal. Um, so then the co-main event... It was a catchweight of um, 160. I don't think anyone missed weight. I just think, yeah, I, I get the feeling it was just made at that. So we had um, Zach Jalusa against Anthony Romero. And yes, that is the same Anthony Romero that was on the contender series earlier in the season. I think it was, what, episode two? I think. Something like that, right? Didn't get a contract. um, Because he didn't close the show. Right? And I don't know if... I don't know if that message has really gone through. You know what I mean? Because during the fight, you know, they talk about fighter meetings. And all of that. And in that. Uh, like he was asked I think they they talked about him saying You know, he'd like to f- try and finish more fights But it's not about that You know, he d- it's about getting a win and not doing anything reckless And I think the comments about him You know, finishing a fight It wasn't to do reckless shit But when you're dominating a fight Like dominating You know you're having your way Maybe try for a submission You know what I mean Or or throw a, a continuous flurry that makes the referee stop it You know I think that was the whole thing about finishing a fight But in this fight For the most part Romero did have that fight, right? But I have to say, Geloso, um, he landed some good shots, right? He didn't let Romero have it all his own way. He, um, yeah, was able to, I think, disrupt Romero's flow, and. You know, sometimes Romero would come in a bit lackadaisical, and Jalosala um landed some really good shots, which you know stopped him in his tracks, right? So I think this fight definitely was a uh, a good learning curve for him. You know, it it lets him. Assess where he's at See you know, things that he possibly can change Because it wasn't all his own way I mean, it ended in a split decision So, yeah, let's see what he takes away from this one And so the main event It was for the welterweight title And we had um, uh, Batsumburl Tagovadorge against um, Mason Mendoka, and this was brutal, god damn, this fight was motherfucking brutal, they went at it, they really did, and for the, for pretty much, you know, the five rounds, Mendoka was just landing at will, right, he's, he knocked friggin, um, Dagvidorj's tooth out, I think in, like, the third round, maybe, I think it was the third, yeah, his tooth got knocked out, which seems kind of crazy when you're wearing, and he was wearing a mouthpiece, it got knocked out a couple of times, right, but Dagbadoji is just tough, as tough as they can, because he took some shots, right, took a few, a few shots that kind of made him stand still, but he then just, you know, regrouped and came back, Right, he got hit with a body shot that was just, oh, savage. And you kind of think it was probably going to be a bit similar to um Gina Mazzo, uh, Rachel Olshevich, right? So if he, if Mandoka was able to land another one, it, it would have been done. But, you know, Dagwadoj, he... He got on his bike, right? Got on his bike, and he put space between them. Whereas he knew, right? He had those wily, um, you know, vet skill. He knew, right? So he did everything he could to survive. He did put Mendoka down, I believe, in the third as well, right? Landed an overhand, put Mendoka down but there wasn't a point where you kind of felt um Dagvedoj was going to win right he was tough he got t- so many takedowns like mendoka he needs to work on his takedown defense cuz it did seem easy for you know Dagvadorzh to uh take him down but even when um he got taken down like davidews yeah you didn't think that he was going to stop it so it just seemed like a fight men um mendoca uh, you know could would lose himself but he stayed focused he stayed composed and was able to get that uh, unanimous decision but whew, it was a, yeah, it was a brutal fight. They both landed some savage shots. Man, it was crazy. But this, all the fights were fun, man. You know what I mean? This was a real good way to uh, end the year for LFA. So, hey, I'm looking forward to see what they come with, uh, you know, in 2021. So, yeah, definitely making an effort to... um. Check them out more people Because, oh, one thing They were saying, right Other than the UFC, they put on The most shows Like, during Coronavirus, which You kind of have to say That says a lot Right, because People don't talk about LFA When they talk about the top promotions In, you know, mixed martial arts But if this Small promotion can put on 17 events post corona, right? That says a lot, you know, because you didn't see Bellator, didn't see one, right? Those all good, the, they're not doing it. Raisin isn't doing it. So, hey, hats off to the LFA, yeah, they're doing a great job. Okay, well, that was a fun event, right now. People, UFC on ESPN nineteen Hermanson v Vittori. It's meant to be eleven fights, but yeah, we lost three. Okay, lost three fights, um, on the day, right? One to COVID, two to injuries. Um, now to two that were for injuries, they've been uh, what well, one's been rebooked, right to the nineteenth. And the other one, um, Talia Santos, right, uh, she's going to be fighting Jillian Robertson on the 19th, which is great. But that just left us with eight fights. And, hey. a, <laughs> oh, my gosh, right, out of those eight fights, right, we had five finishes, five finishes, right, three went the distance, that is not bad, that is not bad at all, right, so we had three prelims and five main card events, so the prelim started with um, Jean Valante against Jake Collier at heavyweight, So with this one, straight out the gate, right, you saw there was a big difference in the size. (laughs) There was a big difference in the side, but Volante was moving well, right? Was moving well. I think one thing that was really deceptive was the strikes. There's Volante, when he hit, he was hurting Collier, right? But I think it was, he didn't necessarily stop him in his tracks. But where Collier was hitting Volante, sometimes Volante would stop, right? But he would then just keep going. So I think when you look at it just kind of, without really looking, you might think, oh, Collier's clearly doing more damage, but no, Vellante was doing damage, I think the issue with this fight was, Collier threw more, right, Collier threw more, he was putting together combinations, Col- Volante wasn't, and it was a little bit baffling, you know, because he just wasn't, Throwing at the same level as um yeah Jake Collier was was who was putting together some real nice shit like at one point if like a body kick a left overhand one two you know he was putting together volume like that and Volante listen, he was throwing shots, right, so he, he'd throw like a 1-2, you know, I think like a 1-2, right, right, but yeah, just, you know, Collier was throwing more, and it was that that won Collier this fight, it was, he was just more active, I did think that Volante was getting tired in the second, which did surprise me, now, he still kept going, right, he, he was still, you know, moving forward and doing his thing, so it was all good, like, no one stopped, and it, the pace was pretty high, you know, for a heavyweight fight as well, um, so that was all good, right, but, yeah, Volante, he just, he seemed a little hesitant at times, you know, his corner was telling him to throw kicks, and he wasn't throwing a lot, like, towards, you know, the latter half of the fight, he started to throw a little bit more, but even then, it wasn't a lot, so, yeah, it's just inactivity, and, not inactive, like he wasn't doing anything, but just sometimes he just needs he just needs to do more. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was interesting. Definitely interesting. So then our next fight was a featherweight clash. Right? So we had Damian Jackson against Ilya Taporia. And... Um, yeah, just on paper, this was a great fight, right? And, yo, this fight did not disappoint. It was it was not long. It wasn't a long fight. But what we got, yo, All right? So, out the gate, Jackson, he's throwing hands, right? And Topora, he was going to the body a lot, right? Going to the body a lot with kicks and punches, And he is just moving extremely well, right? moving extremely well and just putting everything together. Like, his combinations, everything was so slick. Jackson is trying to counter. He's getting up a few, but, yeah, Tapora's movement is very evasive. So, there's a point, and they're on the fence. They're on the fence engaging. And um, Topora lands an uppercut, a left shot to the body. Jackson, he moves slightly, you know, to the right, and Topora follows um, with a, a left, right? But it wasn't a foot, it was kind of a, a faint, right? He fainted with the left. And then he came with a um a right hook. Right hook puts Jackson down. Oh, and then the ref just jumps in. Oh man, the combination was just so slick and the shots. The way to pour it just ripped them to the body. Ugh. It was brutal man. It really was. Man, Ilya Tapora is a problem. He's a frigging problem. It's going to be real interesting to see what he can do in this division. Really is. So, our, you know, last fight, headline fight of the prelims. Oh, again, another good one. So, it's a bantamweight clash. Louis Smoker. Against Jose Alberto Quinones, And um Yeah this is another Really good fight Ah we had some great fights This card people With this fight I have to say Right this was The Jose Quinones That we thought We were going to see in the Um In his last fight against O'Malley Right because Quinones was oh my days, he was fast. He was so damn fast. Just quick movements, chewing up smokers legs. Damn. It, it was some vicious shit. It, it was a crazy for like real fast. Right? Real fast. A lot going on. Like um Quinones got two takedowns. Got two real good takedowns, um, and he was doing damage. You know, landing uppercuts. He did some good work with the knee. You know, he um, yeah, he he stopped a smoker takedown with a whizzer, and as they were both getting up, oh he landed a knee on Smoker. Yeah, you know I mean? he was just doing some real nice shit like that. Now. Smoker was still You know, he was still getting stuff off Right He was hitting his jab Um, Yeah, again Look, he he got some shots to the body He was trying to take down Right, so there was the attempt I just mentioned That got stuffed He did get um, Quinonez down Towards the end And Quinonez got up real quick but then Smoker hit him with another takedown and ended the round with um a little bit of ground and power. You know, that was probably the most significant thing Smoker did uh to Quinones. You know, everything else Quinones was able to counter and escape from. But yeah, he, he got that. So coming into the second it's pretty much of the same, you know, Quinona's real fast combinations. He was definitely the faster of the two. You know, Smoker trying to get stuff. Quinona's got a body lock takedown. But what was pretty slick, um Smoker, so he attacked with a guillotine and used that to get back to his feet. Which was, Because it wasn't like a crazy tight guillotine or anything like that. But, yeah, he used it to stand, which was, yeah, it was a, a nice little move. Um, now, Quinona's, you know, he hit some more knees. But then, Smoke was able to get in, and he got a body lock takedown. And the transition to mount was... Friggin seamless It was So damn good Right as soon as Cornolas hit the ground Smoker was boom In mount And he's in mount and he's Throwing shots Right throwing shots Now Cornolas He um he, You know he turns Right he doesn't wanna <laughs> Get like Landed on and, um smoker he just rides with it, rides with it, stays on top, stays um, yeah, just focus and throwing shots, right he uh yeah he he flattens him out at one point, and then he's just unloading, right, just vicious ground and pound to the point where the ref has to stop the fight. It was oh man Louis Smoker with the comeback. Because he was definitely you know what I mean definitely on the uh yeah on the bad side of that one for a little bit and you won without that Crononis might have just won that fight. But yeah Smoker he like, it's just this renewed focus that you see in him since he's come back to the UFC, you know? He, he, he's he got that focus and he's stuck with it, right? Even though Quinones was the one, faster one to the shots, right? Was landing some great shit. Yo, Smoker did not doubt himself. Stuck with it and he got the win, right? This was... Hey, we had a great prelims, and it was a great way to lead us into the main card, people. Okay, so the main card started off with a bang for sure. We had Contender Series contract winner Jordan LeVette, the Monkey King, against our handsome one Matt Wyman. Uh, so this was a lightweight clash. And um yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. So um starts off, Levet, you know, he he throws um a kick, right? Then there's you know it happens real quick, right? So Levette goes in for a takedown, right? Goes in on the legs, moves up, um to the waist, Wyman, kind of um, like he jumps, so he jumps up and, you know, wraps his legs around. Lavette picks him, you know, he he picks him and carries him over to his corner, and you can see at one point Wyman's like, actually, I I'm gonna extricate myself from this position. And he thinks about putting his foot down, but he kind of hesitates, right? So by this point, Lavette's got him in his corner. So he, bra- he well he frames his forearm underneath kind of Wyman's chin, and then he slams him to the mat. Ho oh, ho you read and it. it was a slam for sure. And as soon as it happened, you're like, oh shit. His Wyman is out. He is out cold. Out cold. And the the great thing is levette he doesn't follow up with any punches, he realizes it, recognizes it. And just walks off. It was brutal. You know what I mean? Wyman is, he was out for a while. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, shit. Man, it was crazy. And in the interview, because, look, putting your arm, because you're doing it so the head doesn't move, right? But, yeah, Levet didn't think that he was going to knock him out. He just thought, yeah, it's going to you know, stun him, do some damage, then he gets advantage in the position, like, it makes sense everything he did, and there was nothing wrong with what he did, but it sometimes when that head hits the mat, yeah, it can be all over, and that's what happened, so a just, I, it was under 30 seconds, The it was so quick, Real quick finish For um, Jordan Levette On his UFC debut So From there we go to um Our first Light heavyweight clash of The night And we had John Allen Making his return to the octagon After being out for, with injuries And the like uh, Against Roman Dolezard Who uh, yeah, made a Pretty quick and sensational debut over on um, Fight Island earlier in the year Well, in July Eh, Earlier in the year Eh, A few months ago You know what I mean? This was a... Yo, this was a high-paced fight (laughs) I mean, um... Hey, you know what? The crazy thing is uh, Z he is a bit like his Jordan counterpart, Marab Dalashvili in um, the just the pace that he was putting on, and I think his issue in this fight was just his enthusiasm, right? Like if you remember those early fights that Dallas really had, he was just going so quickly you know, so quickly, he'd kind of lose position sometimes, he'd like take people down, and then he'd be like on them, trying to transition from this one to this one to this one, and he'd be going so quick that, you know, he gave people the opportunity to get up, he'd then take them down again, but, um, yeah, it, it's just that enthusiasm, you know, the eagerness to be in there and do stuff, and you could kind of see that with um Dollar Z. now, obviously, He's not going quite as quick as uh, Dallas Philly Because who the hell does, right? But, you know, I think on the feet Alan, Alan was alright, right? So Z was just a bit like, you know what? I'm going to just take you down So, yeah, he just took him down, repeatedly um, Like, he went for a leg lock a few times When possibly, you know If he had just stayed on top, throwing ground and pound, he might have had a, uh, you know, a better outcome. But, like, the leg locks, they didn't, like, they weren't rubbish attempts. They were always decent attempts. But Allen was, uh, yeah, you know, he's a little savvy to what was coming and was able to extricate himself you know, from the situations, but yeah, they were all decent attempts, uh, and yet you just had Dollar Z doing that repeatedly, you know, he'd take Allen down, um, impose his will, and he was throwing shots from the top, I right, don't get me wrong, you know, but uh, you know, it, like there'd be times when he had a dominant position, and then he'd go for a, a, a submission which, like, you know, he probably didn't have to go for, right, just stay throwing shots, now, as the fight went on, you saw him take on some of the stuff his corner was telling him, right, and and he did, like, in the second round, he went for the leg lock at the very end of the round, which, you know, was a better time to try, right, but uh yeah, Dollar Z was pretty much just dominating this fight in the third round Alan had a better outing you know he um he reversed the takedown so he ended up on top um he got off some shots, but dollar Z was able to get up uh Alan went for a guillotine. But Dollar escaped, escaped, uh, leaving him on top, throwing down shots, you know. But Dollar Zed dominated the fight, just dominated the fight. It was so clear, so clear. However, however, one judge, one judge gave the fight to Alan, which it is baffling it it is just baffling how he could see that because there, there was no point like, there was no point where you could go, oh Alan won two rounds it's it's just not there. Right? And it happened to be the same judge that gave Paul Felder the the win over RDA. You know? It is just insane. And the the, the real irritating thing about it all, nothing's going to happen to that judge. You know? Nothing at all. Which is insane. Right? Right? It's just... Ridiculous, but yeah, Dolazad did win Luckily enough, the other two judges weren't morons Yeah, so uh, yeah, there is that So then we um, jump back to the lightweight division And we have Justin Janus against Gabriel Benitez I think a big thing of this fight is Benitez's just movement, he was so fast, so sharp, you know, just, yeah, throwing combos, avoiding what came back at him, for the most part, right, you know, he was doing great damage, he was throwing, like, a diversity of kicks, you know, he started with a body kick, went to a leg kick, you know, then another combination, he was really putting things together extremely well, right, and then just moving out the way, now, Janus, he did land, right, and you could see the power, because Janus landed, like, a few rights, right, a few overhand rights, and Benitez's eye was just, yeah, just all bruised up. All bruised up But, uh, yeah, that didn't really It, it didn't really come into uh, question at all Because the fight didn't go long enough Right? Didn't go long enough Uh Benitez, you know, he threw a uh Yeah, really heavy leg kick That just, you know, fucked Janus up Right? Janus he he throws a right. Benitez avoids and comes back with a thunderous knee. Thunderous knee to Janus's midsection that just fucks him up and drops him. You know it, it was, oh man, it was brutal. Right, Benitez follows up with I think uh, two two shots, but yeah, the ref jumps in. It is done. Oh man, it, it's crazy. We have just seen so many like um yeah midsection finishes of late, right? Oh, so it, this leave is so brutal. Oh, man, as soon as Benitez lands, you know it is over because, yeah, Janus just, he drops, man. He drops holding his stomach. Oh, man, it is uh, just, whoo, Benitez is really, yeah, he really made a statement tonight. Oh, my days. But that, people, leads us to our co-main event. So, it is the light-heavyweight clash between Ovin St. Prue and Jamal Hill. Now, I did wonder how this fight might go because, yeah, when you saw them both in the octagon, you know, St. Prue, uh, he looked huge, right? He looked so much bigger than Hill. And the fact that, you know... St. Prue missed weight. You're a bit like, oh, is he gonna have the advantage here? But, um, oh, Hill's hands are so damn fast. He was, oh, putting together some real nice combinations, mixing things up, and throwing a lot of shots to the body. Now, St. Prue was doing, um, he was doing some damage with the leg kicks. Right, he, he was throwing, yeah, a lot to the calf. You know, he, he stumbled hill at one point with a calf kick, but hill was just so quick with his counters, you know, just real quick, real sharp. And we were seeing, oh, we were seeing the possibilities of something. I Believe it was towards the end of the first round um, Hill landed some real good shots on St. Prue And it looked like he'd stunned him But St. Prue was able to clinch him up Right? Get the clinch Get his focus back You know And then they re-engaged So in the second round like, he'll just continued with that pressure. Like, threw a head kick early, you know, that landed. Just really, you know, coming with it. He he throws a big right hand that definitely, definitely hurts him. Prue, All right? Follows it up with more shots. Since Prue is just... He's, you can see he's trying to clinch, trying to clinch, but this time, he isn't letting that happen, right, he's just throwing shots, not, yo, know, not being crazy, right, not being reckless, just really focused with the attack, you know, just that onslaught, that pressure, man, it, it, like. Oh, Saint Prue was just—he didn't know what to do, did not know what to do, and a referee, yo, ref had to call it. Ref had to call it, and when he did, right, you know, it was a good stoppage because there is that moment where Saint Prue still isn't really aware of what's going on. Yo, know, still kind of flailing. In, a, in an attempt to defend himself Right, so that was A huge Huge win For Jamal You know, sweet dreams Hill Man Oh, we might have a new Threat in the light Heavyweight division, people Ha <laughs> ha And uh, yeah Uh, This could be interesting This really could be interesting And you have to think to yourself Who next? Right, because St. Prue You could say is kind of like a gatekeeper You get through St. Prue you're, You're messing with those top boys now You know, so I wouldn't be surprised If we, you know, if we didn't see Hill against... Actually, I'm not sure Like, I was gonna say Anthony, like, someone like Anthony Smith Alexander Rackage, You know Someone of that caliber Vulcan Uzumir You know, someone like that Yeah, I could see it But I think Smith might be fighting Paul Craig You know, they seem to Both uh, Like the sound of that fight So, yeah, that might happen But whoever it is I'm on board, people. I'm definitely on board. But that takes us to the main event. We have Jack Hamanson attends a Marvin Vittori. And this, this is definitely uh yes, definitely something interesting, right? This huge clash at middleweight that really will show us a potential um yeah, and potential next contender for the belt. So, um whew, this fight, right? What we saw tonight was really Vittori Just man, he he was kinda like um Colby Cummington, right? Just with that relentless pressure. He didn't really give Hermanson Opportunities to like implement his game. He he just didn't stop throwing strikes. Didn't stop throwing strikes at the end of the first. You know, he lands a heavy shot that puts Hermanson down, and um, yeah, he was just on top throwing relentless ground and pound. And, and there's moments where you thought, fuck. Is he going to stop Hermanson? Right? Is this going to be a first round stoppage? How Hermanson was able to survive. But he wasn't really able to do... He wasn't able to do much in the fight. Now, it was back and forth. Don't get me wrong. It's just that... um, Yeah, Vittori just seemed to have all the answers... Right there, you know, in the second, Hermanson was really trying to get a uh, a takedown, but yeah, like Vittori just man, yo, know, he stuffed it for a long ass time, but when um you know Hermanson did finally get it, oh you know, Vittori just reversed it. Pretty much straight away. Yeah. Ended up on top. Yeah, it, it, it was it was just that sort of fight. Whatever Hermanson would do, yo Vittori would counter reverse stuff. Man, it, it, it was crazy. It it really was crazy. I have to say, in the fourth round, I think it was I think that might have been Hermanson's best round. You know, but still, right, Vittori is not letting down with the shots, with the pressure. He he was just I oh he just wasn't gonna be denied tonight. Wasn't gonna be denied and just kept on keeping on. Essentially. It was a, a oh, it's probably the best performance we have seen from Vittori. And we've seen some good performances from him, you know? Like in the last fight where he, he beat Roberson, um. But, yeah, this, man, th- this fight definitely, right? I feel it definitely makes a claim for Vittori to be... Up there with the top contenders in that division. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was a man, it was a great fight, right? It was a great fight. Oh, so interesting and compelling. But, yeah, Vittori easily with the win. So, um, yeah, the bonuses that came out were, I, think, I feel that, you know, they all made sense, right, so, uh, Levitt gets one freeze slam stoppage of Matt Wyman, Gabriel Benitez gets one freeze. you know, that concussive knee to uh, Janus, and Jack Hermanson and Vittori get fired at night, which, yeah, I mean, you could say that's fair, Right? And the thing is, you know, there were other good performances, right, but, um, yeah, Dana was just like, you know, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort out Hill and Tupora, so it's all good, and that's the thing, right, that was the whole thing with the Davison one, you know these things happen, right, this is, it's not like this is a first, yeah, so, yeah, like, it just all makes sense, so this was a, it's a great event, right, five stoppages from eight fights, you yeah, know, we lose three for, for injuries and COVID, but it, it still doesn't matter, we still get an incredible card, and, you know, remember, right, we, we had that slam stoppage in LFA last night, and we get that another one today. You know, it, it, it's yeah, it's a weird one, right? Both awesome though. So, hey, it's a great card, great fights, and a great lead-in to UFC 256, people. So, um, yeah, we will be talking about that on Wednesday. Alright? Yes. Okay, people So, we are drawing to a close on another episode And there has been a lot of shit going down Okay, so I'm hearing about fights being scrapped today I don't have all the information, so we will bring you that on Wednesday But the stuff we do know, people So, um... A fight that was cancelled this weekend Jimmy Flick against Cody Durden That is rescheduled for the last card of the year The 19th of December Also, on the 19th is a fight That has definitely been rescheduled from this weekend And that is Carl Robinson Against Dalasha Lambembeugle Uh, So that's going to go down on the 19th Also someone that was meant to fight this weekend uh, Talia Santos Um, Gillian Robinson was meant to fight Andrea Lee This coming weekend That's been cancelled So they will both be scrapping on the 19th And that is a great fight people Um, Also, now we're going to jump ahead to uh, January On the 16th, we've got a few fights Amari Alkomadov will be fighting Tom Breeze So um, after Tom's last fight, it's good to see him back in um, You know, soonish David Tavwada will be fighting Ramazan Imev On the 16th as well then on the 20th of February Shayna Dobson will be fighting Casey O'Neill. I think this might be O'Neill's UFC debut um, I think it is uh, I, I have to double check that And then the big news people Also on the 20th of February Floyd, May- Floyd Mayweather Logan Paul yeah, that kind of came out of left field. And I have to kind of feel that Jake is probably a little pissed. You know what I mean? Big Brother just took my shine. <laughs> oh, shit. But, people, that is it. We are done We will be back on Wednesday To uh, break down UFC 256 Um, I might try and break down some of the Cage Warrior cards Because remember we got Cage Warriors on Thursday, Friday and Saturday It's another trilogy But um, there's a lot going on I might not have the time I'm going to try We'll see what happens people Don't hold me to it definitely 56 so okay all right people we are done enjoy the rest of your day We you say haha <laughs>